Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. If a member of this party dies and it's not because of me. Baby Bird the Mushroom. No, what the fuck? Wow, you you all certainly know how to party. I ruined their pancake jamboree for nothing. <laughs> yes, four hoes, please. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry, you want your blood back? Does damage hurt? Oh, I can't remember. Okay. Uh, you press to digitate a sticker, it has two ghosts on it, and it says boo-boo. Oh my god, you do get me. Hello. What? I am your guide. Just a heads up, everyone. Our DM and his wife are expecting a baby that could literally arrive any day now. Our next several episodes are already recorded, but he does all the editing, and depending on when the baby arrives, he might find that he has something a little more important to do. So, consider yourselves warned that our release schedule for the near future may be impacted by this quote-unquote, life event. Now, let's hit it and crit. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, Yarfik returned to Professor Windwhisper with the vial of innocent blood unwillingly taken from Olash so that she could finish the binding ritual on Shidov. The rest of the party arrived soon after, with a very clear WTF vibe towards Yarfik. The spell complete, Yarfik was able to explain, though that did not automatically mean he was forgiven. Regardless, they were now free to perform the separation ritual. Professor Thrale drilled the appropriate holes in the emerald, and then handed it over so the party could deposit their droplets of blood. There was some bartering to get Olash's blood back from Professor Windwhisper, which worked in the party's favor. And now, with all of the necessary ingredients, Eowyn cast an evocation spell on the emerald and placed it in Shidov's mouth. Waiting a few moments, there was a soundless explosion, followed by some supernatural shit that saw the consciousnesses of our fair party members ripped from their bodies and sucked into Shidov. Regaining their wits, they found themselves in a circular void, standing on a platform with a freestanding door at its center. 
The door is wrapped in chains and has four large locks on it, each surrounded by a different colored energy field. Off the edges of the platform are four pathways, each leading to what looks like a shadowy tunnel entrance that mirror the colors of the locks. Just as the party got their bearings, some light came down from above and coalesced into a tall, humanoid form. As it came into focus, it opened its mouth and said, Hello, I am your guide. And that is where we pick up. The four of you are on this void-like platform, now looking at what can only be described as your old friend Blackwing the Furbolg, though he is glowing with celestial light and floating about two inches off the platform. What are you all doing? Blackwing! What are you doing here? Oh, uh, I am your guide. How is that possible? Well, it's not actually me, Blackwing, you see. As part of the spell, it searches your subconscious for a figure that you find to be trustworthy and presents that to you as a projection to guide you. It's a shame it doesn't present us with a figure who talks faster. Uh, <laughs> what are... Okay, so what are you here to tell us then? I am your guide. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that, yep. We got that far. Yes. Is it... So you just... We have to ask you questions and then... And then or is there a specific... It, uh, okay. All right. Well, then what's the deal with these colorful locks? You must find the keys. Yes. Which are where? He raises an arm and points to the offshoot platforms and the shadowy <laughs> tunnel entrances at the ends of each of them. And I'm assuming if we get the keys to open the locks, we'll be allowed in to find Ildov in there? Yes, that is how doors work. <laughs> I don't remember you, you being this sassy. Doors are kind of our kryptonite. Oh god, he's right. <laughs> this will be our toughest <laughs> challenge yet. <laughs> One of the one of on all the platforms are manhole covers. No! <laughs> so uh, I'm assuming there's danger behind each door. Can you tell us about anything over on those platforms? You should remember that you are within the mind of your friend, a mind that has been corrupted by a demon. I I so do remember trust, that. Don't trust what we see. Including you? No, I am your guide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, you're our guide. Uh, before I suppose before we go off to these doors, um, last time we spoke with you, you had, uh, you know, some the good stuff. You had a, you, you know, you had some, uh, some, uh, mushrooms. So I don't know. Do you have any healing mushrooms on you? <laughs> Aon gets kicked out of school once, and she's already a drug addict. <laughs> I mean, fuck it at this point, if I can't be in the match. <laughs> I do not have healing mushrooms. I have psychoactive mushrooms. <laughs> oh. well, a kind of healing, I suppose. We might be we might be able to find a use for them. But given that you are already in the astral plane, they will likely not have the desired effect. Hmm. As I see. Well, maybe we could force feed them to shite over something. Who knows what effect that would have? Oh, but we're in their con we're in their subconsciousness, yes. aren't we? So that would be quite <laughs> crazy. Well, just crazy enough to work. <laughs> no, Never hurts to bring along a little extra if you need something on the side. Yeah, who knows? Well, we'll take them if you're willing to part with them. He uh, reaches into the pouch at his waist. He's got very big hands. And he comes out and sort of opens his hand, flat palm. And there are these four little mushrooms. They're not even actually sitting on his hand. Much as he is floating about two inches off the floor, they each float maybe like you know, uh, a half an inch off of his hand. Um, honestly, they look like video game power-ups. <laughs> Just like glowing and... Thank you. Uh, do you have a... Is there anything else you have that may help us? Particular order we should get the keys in? Oh, you can recover them in whatever order you want. 
Can you tell us anything about what we'll face beyond the doors? As I said, you are in the subconscious of your friend. You <laughs> will be entering her mind and her memories. All right, well, anything else? I am your god. Yeah, okay, okay. thank you. Yeah, should we just like pick <laughs> one and go? The end of the or... tree. Will you be with us here or are you going to stay just in this area? I stay here. So not okay. much of a guide then. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree with Olash. <laughs> I agree with Olash. I may be a projection of your subconscious, but I still feel <laughs> mental pain. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, then shall we head to the nearest door, or do we have a preference for where we're going to go? What are the colors again? What are the colors again, Sam? <laughs> uh, they are blue, green, red, and yellow, and they are all equidistant. Uh, Olash, which one would you prefer? Um, let's go with green. Knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, uh, thank you, Blackwing. Yeah, th thanks very much. You're welcome. I'll see you when you return. Oh, we're gonna return. That's great. Uh, good. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, I guess, go over to the green door. Okay. So you walk down the pathway towards the green door. Uh, it's not a very long pathway. It's about ten feet or so. Um, and then you walk through that tunnel entrance. Uh, walking through the tunnel entrance, you feel a quick breeze pass over you. You hear the sounds of sweeping, like a broom passing over a floor, and you smell uh, a hearty stew. And uh, you find yourselves in a small house. There's a girl you'd guesstimate at 10 years old or so, sitting in a chair in the corner reading a book, while an older woman sweeps the floor, obviously where the sweeping noise came from. As this woman gets near the open window on the wall, this little ball flies through the window and comes to a stop on the ground. The woman stops sweeping, picks up the ball, looks at the girl, goes over to the window, tosses the ball out, sort of waves, and puts her hand up on the pane of glass, and then goes back to sweeping. Uh, Do you recognize the girl? Uh, roll insight. 16? Uh, you have a sneaking suspicion that this is Ildog when she was younger. Oh. Yeah, I, I would put, put a pretty good chance this is Ildov's childhood. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Can we, we, if, are we in the, we're in the room? Do this character seem to notice us? They don't seem to be acknowledging you, but you're welcome to try and interact with them. Wait a second. Is this a time travel thing? If we kill Eldub now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Eowyn, you're fading away. <laughs> Wait, I'd still be born. Eldub <laughs> was... No, was your mom. We don't know how much it might change. <laughs> there could be all kinds of butterfly effect shit that happens. Right. Um, hmm. I, I guess I um, go ahem. <laughs> As you do that. What, what the hell was that? What was that? Oh, Sorry. ice cream! <laughs> uh, there was an alarm I had forgotten to turn off. That's okay. Ignore it. <laughs> As you say, ahem, you notice that the, uh, the surroundings, so this room that you're in, uh, and the movement of the, the woman and the young girl pause, and then they fade out, and then all of a sudden, everything fades back in, but the woman is in a different position and the girl is uh, is like a page back in the book from where she was when it stopped. Uh, so I think this is going to keep replaying. And you notice that the woman is sweeping again and she's getting closer to the window. I'm going to walk over to the window and try to catch the ball before it comes in. Okay. Before uh, it comes in? Yes, out, my hand out the window. <laughs> I roll an, uh, call it an acrobatics check, I guess. Yeah, yeah. As a 20 not natural. 20 not natural. So uh, nice. you uh, walk over and uh, sort of brush past the woman who like looks at you she clearly knows you are there but she doesn't treat it as odd nor does she try to stop you from doing anything 
and you go look out the window and you can see that there there are a whole bunch of kids outside, human children playing outside. I just want you to know they're not goats. Uh, okay, that's but, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that the whole time. Human children outside. They're playing with a ball, and one of them throws, and it just it goes wild, and it heads directly for you. You put your hand up, and just one-handed catch it, and you have the ball. I want to look at that book. So you walk over to Ildov, and uh, while you're walking over to Ildov to look at the book, um, Yarfik, you feel a, a tap on your shoulder. Yes. And the woman uh, looks at you, and... As she looks at you, you hear this droning noise. This, like, just sort of getting louder and louder. Mm. And then, as if from absolutely nowhere, fly-like wings burst out of the woman's back. Begin flapping. As in this sort of sickening voice, she screeches, that's not yours! I'll return it! I'll throw it back! And uh, the skin on her body tears away, revealing what? this human-sized wasp-like creature. Oh, God. Uh, except instead of having a stinger on its abdomen, the stinger is on its face. Ah! Uh, so the stinger is talking to me? Uh, no, it's the stinger is more like the nose. Okay. Um, and we got to roll initiative. Oh, oh no! God. Uh, Yarfik! Okay. Sorry! Off <laughs> <laughs> to a rough start. I got a four. I got a six. No, I also got a four. <laughs> Jesus. 17. Now natural 20. And Ildov rolls. Oh, wait, am I rolling too? Uh, yes, you are. Are you the wasp? No, Ildov is the girl. I'm the girl. Oh, oh, right, of course. Ooh, uh, <laughs> that's a five. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming I don't get my uh, initiative bonus because I'm a child. No, you're basically you basically have commoner <laughs> stats right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Cassian, you are up first. Uh, the room is not terribly large. Maybe, you know, fifteen by fifteen, twenty by twenty. We'll call it twenty by twenty. There is a chair in the corner with a little girl. Yarfik is by the window. Eowyn is by the girl. Uh, and this large fly creature is in the middle of the room. And it's like right next to Yarfik, right? Correct. Because it, it tapped him on the shoulder. That is okay. correct. Uh, okay. Now, before you going... do anything, I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. Okay. Fun way to start a battle. In the just... <laughs> Uh, well, not great. That's a 12. Who? Lucky you. You succeed. Oh, hey. All right. Um, then I'm going to cast uh, Charm Person on the wasp thing. What is the save in DC? Um, it is a wisdom saving throw. My save DC is currently, I believe, a 17. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, the fly creature got a 20. Jesus. Bang. Well, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to draw a weapon or anything? Or you oh, just... sure. I mean, I'll draw sure. just here, yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is Yarfik. Uh, so this thing's in my face. Uh, yes, roll a constitution saving throw, Yarfik. This is not poison, right? <laughs> it is not poison. Damn, I don't get advantage. Do we know what we're trying to resist here? Like, do we have a sense of what's Affecting our constitution? Uh, the only thing that you've noticed uh, thus far is that droning noise. Oh, oh, okay, right. Uh, so the, I got a 13. 13, you are safe. I'm going to uh, say, I'll, I'll throw it back. I'll give it back, and I'm going to throw the ball out the window. Okay. And then put myself in between Ildov and the wasp thingy. Just take a ready stance, because I got nothing else I can really do. Okay, uh, roll me uh, just a straight dex. 17. 17, okay. So you are easily able to toss the ball out the window back to the oh, kids. Oh, thank God. Uh, you shuffle over to be between the young child and this creature. And the creature sort of looks at you and looks back out the window. And that droning starts to subside. And the, the wings <laughs> slow down. And then the wings sort of like fold back onto the creature's back. 
and in a in a flash the room just like before resets and all of a sudden the four of you are standing back by the door the woman's in the middle of the room sweeping the girl is in the chair reading and they look as if nothing has changed and the woman is sweeping and just moving closer to the window my guess would be that every time we because the first time it reset is when I said ahem and I changed something and when Yafet caught the ball we had to face a monster and it changed something and we had to reset the reason it wouldn't reset that time though is that Yafet had a piece of the puzzle that's my guess it couldn't reset because he was holding a part of it so should we try to break the huh. the, the the cycle here and no I'm saying we let distract. the cycle go for we haven't seen a complete cycle yet Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, let, let, I'll, let's wait and watch. All right, I sit there. <laughs> uh, so I would like you all to roll uh, perception. Except for Ildov, you're fine. 26. That's a nat 20. Nat 20. Mm. 22. I'm sorry. 22. 25. 12. 12, okay. Uh, so um, Cassian, Olash, and Eowyn... And, uh, uh, notice everything I'm about to say. Uh, Yarfik is is really just focusing on the ball. <laughs> Keeping his eye on the ball. On the ball. Keeping his eye on the ball. So, again, woman sweeping moves towards the window. The ball comes in the window. She picks it up and looks at the ball. She looks at the girl. And in this moment, now that you've sort of seen this a couple times, you're you you're all looking for things you hadn't seen before. The look on this woman's face as she looks at the girl sitting and reading is disappointment. Mm. Oh, I've been there. And she goes back over to the window and looks out at the kids as she's going to throw the ball to them. And you can see reflected in the window, looking at the human children outside, she's happy. And she throws the ball out, puts her hand up on the pane. She sort of has this wistful look on her face. And as she's doing that, you can see the little girl noticing the way the woman looked at her and the way the woman is looking at these other children. And then the mm. woman goes back to sweeping the floor. Guys, this ball has something to do with it, I swear. Yavik, uh, I don't think that's why we're viewing this memory right now. No, I've been, I've been watching this thing for like two or three times through. There's something to do with the ball. Okay, what do you think it is? Maybe the ball is the source of Ildov's power. We know that that's not true. <laughs> Yarfik, uh, as you watched the ball, mm. uh, the one thing you did notice is that the ball is green. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe it's the key. Oh, wait, that's actually... <laughs> Yarfik, you actually may be right. <laughs> <laughs> and the woman sweeps, continues sweeping sort of back towards uh, an exit off this room that's... that you can smell the stew coming from, so probably the kitchen area. And as she crosses that threshold, the little girl in the corner just quietly cries. Like, no Ugh. noise, just tears. I'm gonna uh, walk up to her. Well, no, we should try and watch a whole cycle through. And then it resets. Mm. Okay. And again, the four of you are by the door. The girl in the corner is reading. The woman is sweeping the floor. Alright, I'm gonna walk up to little Ildov and uh, sort of hunker down next to her and just ask, uh, what are you reading there? Uh, this is my favorite book. Oh, yeah? Uh, what's it about? It's about, uh, an adventurer who... I love adventurers. Me too. The ball comes in the window. I say we wait another round. At this point. Yeah, yeah. I say we wait another round, prepare our strikes, do whatever we need to. The woman hey, picks Cassian, up the ball. Aren't, aren't you an adventurer? Uh, why, that's right. As a matter of fact, we, all of us here, are members of the Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate. Wow, uh, that little you... man is very ugly. <laughs> well, uh, he can't help, but he's had a hard life. The woman throws the ball back out the window. She goes back uh, to sweeping. Are you hoping to be an adventurer when you grow up? Yes. I hope I grow up soon. Well, you can't rush these things. The woman makes her way towards the kitchen. Why do you want to grow up so fast? Um, I have to read my book. Thank you. And the woman you have to? leaves the room. And the room All right, resets. Cassian, come back. Oh, he's going to. Okay.
Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms Code Time. Here we go. M O N A M A L I P R A O. That code again is Mona Molly Prow, and it's good until August 25th. We suggest you save your gold chests till you unlock Olcoria so you can gear her out right away. Now, back to the show. And you four are again by the door. Woman in the middle of the room sweeping. Girl right. in the corner reading. I think Yafik is right that the ball is the key to the door that we need, but unfortunately we're not going to be able to get it out of here without defeating that wasp lady. So, I say we, I don't know, prepare a, I'm, I'm going to cast True Strike. We all do what we need to, to to get the jump on her. As do I. Okay, so Aowen and Yarfik are casting True Strike. I guess I should probably go, like, hang out close to the woman, because then I can, like, try to get a hit. I can try to hit her when she turns into okay. the wasp woman. Okay. Olash is positioning herself closer, so you walk over while the woman is sort of sweeping her way across the floor. Cassian, mm -hmm. what are you I'll doing? I'll actually flank, I'll, I'll sort of flank her with Olash, like get on the opposite side of her from Olash. Okay, so you get on the opposite side. Uh, now the ball comes through the window. Somebody needs to get that ball. I go and get oh, the I'll ball. I'll try to catch it. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you I'll both run at it and you bonk heads. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not moving, so if Yarfik's going towards it, he's oh, going to intercept gonna, it first. I'm going to go get the, I'm going to go get it first. If this wasn't clear, I've also like gotten out my great axe. And gotcha. I'm like, I'm like in a in a readied stance. Okay. Yeah, and Cassian already has Aju's tear drawn from earlier. Yes. Uh, okay. So uh, Yarfik, give me a uh, give me an acrobatics check. I love these checks. That is a fifteen. Fifteen. So uh, the ball hits the floor, bounces once, and you catch it on that second bounce. I pocket it. And you pocket it, and immediately that droning noise comes back. That. I you intersperse all... myself between Ildov, little one, and the mother now. I'm moving that way. Okay. Um, uh, so all of you, uh, this like droning buzz goes up in your heads. Uh, we're just going to use the same initiative that we had from before uh, to avoid all the extra rolling. Uh, so Cassian, you are first. First thing I need you to do is roll a constitution saving throw. Oh yeah, this again. My favorite. <laughs> Sam, this isn't a charm spell, right? It is not a charm. Balls. Nine. Nine. Okay. You fall unconscious. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. I was not expecting it to be that bad. Okay. So you, uh, you just sort of crumble on the spot and are on the ground unconscious. Um, so... Yikes. That, that's your turn. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, you'll be able to try a save again on your next turn, or someone may be able to wake you okay. up. Uh, next okay. up is Yarfik. Yarfik, I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. <laughs> that is a 12. 12! You just make it and re re uh, retain consciousness, I should say. Oh. Uh, so, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to say... We're sorry, we're just passing through. Let us be an Eldritch Blaster and hopefully hit her across the room. Okay, so you're doing the full, uh, the, the, three, the three beams, push, pushing, three pushing blast or whatever yeah, it is. The, repul the repulsive Repul or repelling? Uh, repelling blast. It's not it's repulsive. A repulsive. <laughs> it's a repulsive blast. And sure. also, um, obviously, yes, and so let's see here. So this is three uh, beams. Yep. So do I have to roll three times or just? Uh, well, it's still just uh, one. It, I think it's just one beam, but you get 3d10. Okay. So it's a uh, non-natural 20 to hit? Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, and is it plus? I'm sorry, I'm still new with this. Is it just plus one on the, or plus my charisma mod at the end of that? Or charisma mod on, on the end of each beam? Uh, just charisma mod on it once, because you're, you're not okay. splitting the beam. Okay. So then that is uh, 26 points of damage. 26 points of damage. Uh, and she is uh, pushed, what, 10 feet back? 10 feet back. Okay. Um, so you uh, blast her with this Eldritch Blast, I basically go her. full Thor. I go full Thor and, like, hammer out. Sure. And just like yeah. uh, And uh, this, this 
shadowy purple beam fires out from the tip of your warhammer, uh, and it, it blasts her back. She actually, like, moves back uh, far enough that she hits the wall, so she, she passes. You hit her sort of between Olash and Cassian, mm-hmm. um, so no one else is, uh, you know, there's no secondary damage or anything. Um, and she just sort of smacks into the wall. And at the same time, you just barely hear Yarfik stifling this as much as possible, just going... <laughs> it's hard to hear over the drone in the room, but yes, that does happen. Uh, next up is the Wasp Lady. Um, so she... What's she going to do? Uh, she, having been blasted back against the wall turns around and climbs up the wall and walks across the ceiling, which is, it's not terribly tall. It's not like she's 40 feet up or anything. She's just upside down now because, you know, it's cool. And standing over uh, Olash, uh, Olash being the tallest one in the room, she's going to go after you. Um, So that is, let's see. uh, That is a 17 to hit. God damn, just hits. Just hits. So you take, this is 4d6 plus 2. Uh, you take 15 points of piercing damage. Okay. And. And uh, nine points of necrotic damage. Oh, oh my God. Okie dokie. Is the door still behind us? Can uh, we get out the door? Hold on. Uh, your uh, your hit point maximum, Olash, is also now reduced by nine. No. Two. Oh. That's bad. Uh, that will go away either with greater restoration or a long rest. Okay. Uh, and that is her turn. Next up is you, Olash. Okay. Um, so... How high above me is she? Uh, still, still low enough for you to hit her. Okay, so then I'm gonna try. I'm gonna hit her. Gonna try to hit her with my with my axe. Sure. Not not misery, just the normal. I one. assumed. So that is, I think my bonus. Yep. Okay, so that is a twenty-one. Uh, that definitely hits. All right. Uh, damn it! That's six points of damage. Okay. Um, and then I'm just gonna try to hit her again. Okay. Second one is 28. Yes, that also hits. Uh, and that is 13. Okay, solid. I'm assuming you are not raging yet? Uh, I'm not. Cool, just making sure. I didn't hear you say it, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't just miss something that happened. Did I say I rolled a 28? You did, yeah. Okay, wait, so that means I... I rolled a 19. Oh, yeah, so Do- that is a brutal critical. Okay. So that would have been... So that's actually a crit, and then I think you get to roll, what, the extra d12? Yeah. Um, I think so. Let me double check. I can roll additional dice for the extra damage on a critical hit with a melee attack. Yeah. Okay, so... So it was 13 points of damage. So that so I rolled on the die an eight. An eight. Okay, so that's sixteen because we double that, and then whatever you add to it normally. Uh, which is a five. Five. Okay, so we're already looking at twenty-one, and then roll another d twelve. Damn it, a one. <laughs> oh, no. hey, Twenty-two points of damage is nothing <laughs> to sneeze at. That's still that's as much as I did in my like pretty high rolling attack. So. Okay. Uh, next up is. Uh, Next up is is Ildov, the child. Um, <clears throat> Does Ildov have to roll uh, 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 Constitution? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Ildov has to roll a Constitution oh. save. Oh, oh no! <laughs> she. Your, uh, your stats like her. Baby her modifier is oh. a zero. She's a commoner, so her stats are all. <laughs> baby zero. Ildov. I mean, she's not. She's not common. Let's put it that way. Baby Ildov I, is weak. Should I be a good little half orc and mention that I didn't? Roll a Constitution save. Uh, yeah, you should. I mean, that's appreciated. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll it. All right. Oh, that is a thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. So you're good. Oh, okay. Okay. We didn't, I didn't ask you to roll it because I knew it would be fine. That's right, right. Sure, sure, right. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. If she had failed, it could have just been like she does the attack and then. And then. Exactly. <laughs> she has just <laughs> enough juice left in the tank. Um. So, baby Ildov got a three. Baby Ildov is asleep. Oh. Not really asleep, unconscious. I feel like there is a, a 
demonstrable difference between those two things. Yeah. Uh, Eowyn. Um, before I roll my constitution save, I just go, I, who would have thought Ildiv was the child of wasps? Um, and then I <laughs> came from a wasp family. That's interesting. Alrighty, roll. Oh, D20. 14. 14. You are awake. Hooray. And now you can do whatever you want. Remember, you do have True Strike active. I do have True Strike active, and that's right, and I do. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and... and ha- ha- have you described the state of the wasp at all? Does it look the same as it ever does? doesn't look weary at all. It has not changed form uh, in any demonstrable way, although it is up on the ceiling now. Right. Um, it. Okay, uh, so yeah. I am going to cast... Uh, I'm going to do Scorching Ray. Okay. So that's three, three rays. Mm-hmm. Spell attack for each ray. Yep. 2d6 damage per ray. One, two, three d20s. Plus... Okay, so that's a 17, a 19, and a 15. Uh, they all hit. Hey, Um, okay, so I need to roll 66. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. For a total of 24. Th- this wasp looks fucked up now. Uh, definitely, cool. definitely not looking good at all. Uh, Cassian. Let's get Yo. another con save from you, buddy. You got it. Is this going to be another right battle up. that Cassian just sits out of? Because <laughs> I really hope not. 12. Uh, 12 just makes it. So you eke back to consciousness. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, just he just ripped his shirt right off. Um, uh, <laughs> I, will, I will allow you either an action or a bonus action and no movement. Okay, so I, I'm lying lying on the ground, but I can You can do act, one thing. I can thing do one thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, um, I'll slap it with a dissonant whispers. Give it a little of the old Whistonant whispers. Uh, what is your save? <laughs> What's the save in DC? Uh, that is a DC 17 wisdom save. Okay. Hell of a diss. She has magic resistance. So the nah. first one was a four. Second one was only a 14. Woo. So you still get it. That's right, I do. So if my memory serves, that is a 3d6. I believe so. Okay, that's uh, 10 psychic damage. 10 psychic damage. So you hit her uh, laying on your back. You uh, hit her with a blowfish, and those inky tendrils, smoky tendrils, pour out of your mouth and go towards her and enter her ears and and she in this form has six legs like most arthropods do um mm. and standing just on the back two she raises her first four and puts them up against the sides of her heads and she sort of like moves her head back and forth as if in some kind of agony and that droning of her wings sort of like builds and falls and builds and falls and goes into this like and then the wings just like all sort of fold in at this awkward angle and stop as she just falls forward flat on the ground. And then the body disintegrates, leaving behind this sort of acrid, smoky smell. Ugh. I hated that noise. Yes, that was an unpleasant noise. I try, I try to wake Ildov up. Uh, baby Ildov uh, comes back to, uh, to wakenness just as soon as the wings stop beating. Uh, huh? Glad you're okay. Sorry about that. I hope you weren't too fond of that thing. The, uh, no. Where's my book? Should be right in front Uh, of you. Oh, there it is. Okay. I think you dropped it there. Say, um, what was that uh, creature to you anyway? Oh, my mother. That that was your mother. Okay. I see. Because you're a human and she was a wasp. How does that work? Yeah. Is that something she does a lot? No, she wasn't always like that. What happened to her? I don't know. And you're not at all curious to find out? Was that the first time you've seen her do that? Yeah, I guess now that you mention it. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, enjoy the book. Thank you. What's the, what, what are you? Okay. I, well, okay. All right. Can can I just ask you something, uh, Ildov? You're, um, are, are, 
your uh, your mother doesn't like you reading, does she? Did did she? Oh, it's not that she doesn't like me reading. It's I just I don't fit in with the other kids. Uh, why is that? They're human. I see. And you've got a bit of elf in you, is that right? Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with being an elf. No? And there's nothing wrong with being half something and half something else. Hmm. Yeah, don't let the kids... Don't let them get you down. Um, I, I knew quite a lot of kids like that when I was younger. Um, in my case, it wasn't so much me being half human and half something else as it was being uh, a bastard. Um... Is that really the technical term for it? <laughs> well, it's when you don't know who your father is because your mother is the uh, sort of woman who knows a lot of gentlemen. I don't know my dad either. For money. <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah? Ca you never met him, huh? Cassian. Hmm? I didn't. I what? I thought, I thought you were noble. Uh, did I never Did I never come clean with you guys about <laughs> that one? Gosh. Uh... Hey, if you if those kids ever give you a rough time, you tell them Ao and Oramora said reading is cool. is cool because she's part of the Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate. Or tell them Olash Mershucks of Ooh, oh. the popular band, said you are cool. Wow. Okay. Give, give us some merch, Olash. Uh, give her some merch. <laughs> yeah. I I pull out a band T-shirt. <laughs> What, is, what does tour. the band t-shirt from your last tour look like? <laughs> Ildov immediately puts it on. <laughs> it's like two sizes too big. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's like an XXL. It's, uh, let's see, it's black and it has a tambourine on the front. Um, and it says, because the, tambour the tambourine is the most important instrument in the band. Obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it says ooh like a like along the outside of the tambourine and then on the back is it says uh just like all the all the tour stops you know like a classic tour mm -hmm. t-shirt sure, sure. totally Hot. we're all familiar <laughs> like almost touches the floor i can speak from experience as well that the people that don't seem to fit in have the greatest destinies ahead of them and you definitely have something you're meant to do don't ever forget that. But he has like a booger the whole time he's <laughs> yes. talking. It's actually in the beard. It fell out and it won't come out. All she can focus on. Oh, no. The message totally misses. Gross. Okay, well we should we should probably get these other colorful objects, right? Were we not hoping that just talking to Ildov right here would fix everything? I think this is more I of a memory. Really we could get some information. Mm. Uh, well, okay, let's see what information we can get. How old are you? <laughs> Gosh, I guess I'm about eight. Hey, Sam, what color is her book? Brown. Okay. Is there anything green in the room? Uh, nope. Other than the ball. Just the ball in your pocket. And Olash. And Olash, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Olash is the key to the whole thing! <laughs> um, Ildov, are you by any chance interested in magic as well as adventure? Yeah, magic seems cool. Yeah, but you don't, um, you're not personally acquainted with any wizards or anything like that. I'm just so... Oh! I met a wizard once. Oh, yeah? Um, he was kind of rude. Yeah. Oh, they, they can be. Yeah. Um, it's all that time in books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm ignoring that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a male wizard. I mean, come on. Wizards are rude. I didn't. I don't think he gendered that qualification. Um, look, I, is there anything? I mean, you are you aware you're a figment of an older used memory <laughs> imagination right now? Because if she's not aware of that, I don't know how much information we can get out of her. Yeah, I was thinking more on the lines of, like, motivation stuff that we might be able to use to convince her to, you know, throw off the enchantment, that sort of thing. Oh. You know, backstory. Well, sure. What do you... Uh, uh... Knows, listen, all the great tellers of tales know that uh, events sh happening in your childhood are important, you know, uh, things that can be revealed dramatically later on in order to change your mind about things. Okay, 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 I've got it. Ildov. Uh-huh? If, if a demon came up to you and was like, hey want to be a demon vessel what like what would he have to say to you to make you want to do that <laughs> ew uh... 
Demons are gross. <laughs> Stick with I that instinct. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not letting a demon inside. Demons have cooties. Hmm. Ah, yes, uh, you're young. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll. Maybe we'll find an, an older version of her memory that we can talk to who has, you know, started being interested in demons. Circle, circle, <laughs> dot, dot. Now I've got my demon shot. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Well, Cassian, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you've read enough Prince Madrigan stories to know that, you know, you have to move on to the next chapter at some point for the adventure to continue. Yeah, no, I, I think we've probably learned about all we can here. Just uh, thought, thought we should do our due diligence, you know. Yeah. Don't know if Ildo's a fan of Prince Madrigan or not, but... No, do you like Prince Madrigan stories? Me? Yeah. Prince Madrigan is my favorite adventurer. Oh. <laughs> uh, we won't um, trouble you further. Okay, bye. <laughs> I guess we leave. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as you walk back over to the corner of the room uh, where you all sort of appeared, uh, Yarfik, uh, as soon as you get to within about five feet of it or so, uh, this sort of like shadowy doorway appears in front of you. I think we are right on. I pull the ball out and I said, everybody through. All right. All right. I, I go right go through. through. Okay. Uh, you all go through and you find yourselves right back on that sort of void-like platform with the, the large chained-up door in the middle. Um, and as soon as Yarfik comes through the tunnel entrance there, uh, the tunnel entrance evaporates. And suddenly that, that branching pathway ends at nothingness. Uh, does the ball still look, look like a ball in my hand? Uh, you look down and the ball now looks like a key. I walk back over to the lock and I put it in the lock and I turn it. Okay. So you walk back over. Um, as soon as the key sort of touches that energy field that's around the lock, um, it just it just pushes through as if there were nothing there at all, uh, where beforehand uh, nothing could sort of penetrate that. Um, and you put it in the lock and click it. The lock opens and then the lock and the associated chains fall away and just evaporate. Excuse me, Blackwing. Uh, yes? We just watched what appeared to be a memory of Ildoves from when she was about eight years old, and it seems to be quite significant and influential upon her upbringing, where she is today, that sort of thing. Was that, Does that surprise you? Did you know that that was going to happen? <laughs> well, I did not know specifically but I did tell you that you were entering the subconscious of your friend. You did. And that it would be somehow affected yes. by the uh, demon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and so quite, uh, probably what's more important is that her mother in the memory turned into a wasp and tried to kill us once we took the ball, which ended up being the key, you know. Mm, so, that might have been the demon part. That's probably That's, the demon part, do you guess, think? Yeah. Or, or her mother's probably not a wasp. What do you think? <laughs> I think her mother's probably not a wasp. <laughs> All right, we agree on that, Blackwing. Shall we choose another color? For future reference, um, the fact that we might be attacked by, you know, devil wasps is uh, uh, the sort of thing that a guide um, could usefully tell someone. Well, there is no way for me to know what form the demon's mm. influence will take. So, my bad. No, <laughs> don't beat yourself up. Uh, are you saying that in the other doors it may not be that a character turns into a monster that tries to kill us? It may be some other form of terrible horror? <laughs> Anything is possible. It's a positive Great. outlook on things. Good. Yeah, well, yeah, in a manner of speaking. Um, by hey, the way, Olash, Aelin... I really like the what? Oh, I was just going to ask if I could see the bag of holding for a minute. Oh, sure. Thanks. Um, I'm just going to root through the bag of holding and grab. Let me see. How many do I need? Do, do, do. Ten daggers okay uh, or if we don't have that many you know you definitely knives, have that anything small and sharp okay, we, have four, we have 45 daggers at least 
<laughs> have you been keeping track? I am they making multiply. dagger mail. I am definitely making dagger mail. <laughs> okay. They're going to borrow these. There. Just don't, yeah, don't lose um, them. I was just going to tell Olash. I really liked your selection process Process for the last door. Would you mind? Uh, I don't know. I think I think you're well equipped to pick the next one. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, blue. <laughs> 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 and I like run off towards the blue one. Oh, okay. Well, great. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast. You can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at teampumanife.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Remember when we told you that our DM is expecting a baby any day now? Why not consider supporting the show, and by extension, him and his child, at patreon.com slash IWVTCast, or by picking up a sweet shirt at dumpstattees.com using the promo code IWPOD. As always, you can learn more about the players and the show on our wiki at IWVT.fandom.com. The improvised weapons metal theme and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. Adam's latest album, Things Fall, is on Bandcamp, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere you might go looking for it. You can peruse the rest of his catalog at imadeitup.com. Many of our sound effects are from battlebards.com. To use them in your game, follow the link in the episode description to sign up for BattleBards Prime or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. You can find out more about the video game Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms at CodenameEntertainment.com and be on the lookout each week for a code for a free in-game gold chest. Tune in next time to find out which of Ildov's memories is through the blue door. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>